The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by the American Beverage Association. Coke, Dr. Pepper, and Pepsi are offering more choices, smaller portions, less sugar. Learn more at balanceus.org. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, June 6th. In today's news, Nancy Pelosi says she wants Donald Trump to be imprisoned when he leaves office. World leaders commemorate the 75th anniversary of D-Day on the beaches of Normandy. And China secretly helps the Saudis build up a ballistic missile program. But first, the big idea. Talks between the United States and Mexico will continue today as time runs short for a tariff deal. The two sides are due to continue discussions here in Washington. Trump reiterated in a Twitter post overnight that he's serious about imposing stiff new tariffs next week unless he's satisfied Mexico has done enough to stem a surge of migrants. Vice President Pence met for two hours at the White House yesterday with Mexican Foreign Minister Marcelo Ebrand. Nervous about the risk of political blowback in Mexico City, Mexican diplomats are delicately trying to negotiate something that lets Trump back off his tariff brinkmanship and save face without it looking like they were humiliated. Mexican officials want to make some kind of deal. They're worried that these tariffs could further slow their country's lethargic economy while also hurting U.S. businesses and consumers. At the same time, they also must contend with a Mexican public that's irritated by what they view as U.S. bullying. New statistics show that arrests along the Mexican border surged again in May. More than 144,000 migrants were taken into custody. That's a 32% jump from April. It was by far the largest one-month arrest total since Trump took office. In fact, it was the highest monthly figure in 13 years. May was the third month in a row that border detentions topped 100,000. That's led by record-breaking levels of illegal crossings by Guatemalan and Honduran parents who are bringing in children. The Border Patrol has more than 19,000 migrants in custody this morning. That's leaving holding cells so packed that detainees spend days in dirty, cramped conditions, sometimes without enough floor space to lie down while they're just waiting to be processed. Trying to deter people from coming, the Trump administration has canceled English classes, soccer games, and legal aid for unaccompanied children migrants who are in U.S. shelters. The Office of Refugee Resettlement has begun discontinuing the funding stream for activities, including soccer, that have been deemed, quote, not directly necessary for the protection of life and safety, according to a spokesman for the Health and Human Services Department. But the move to curtail these services for unaccompanied minors could run afoul of a federal court settlement and various state licensing requirements that mandate education and recreation for minors in federal custody. And new emails show that immigration officials have been ramping up searches for undocumented immigrants on buses and trains far from the border, deep in the American interior, generating growing complaints of racial profiling. Bus and train travelers across the northern United States report being stopped, questioned, and detained with increasing frequency since Trump took office. Trump erased an Obama directive that restricted authorization for some of these kinds of searches. Through a public records lawsuit, the ACLU has obtained an email from a senior Border Patrol official telling agents in Maine that they could board buses to search for undocumented immigrants. It's kind of interesting that they would be so aggressive in doing this when there's a crisis at the southern border. In the email, he wished them, quote, happy hunting, happy hunting. 
CBS reports overnight that the military will deploy U.S. troops to spend a month painting border barriers to make them more aesthetically appealing. Yes, really. Lawmakers were notified of this action yesterday in an email message from the Department of Homeland Security. An unspecified number of servicemen are set to paint barriers in the California border town of Calexico. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Nancy Pelosi privately clashed yesterday with House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler over impeachment while admitting that she'd like to see Trump locked up after he leaves office. Pelosi met privately with the New York Democrat and several other senior members who have been aggressively pursuing investigations against the president. Nadler pressed Pelosi to allow his committee to formally open an impeachment inquiry against Trump. It's the second such request he's made in two weeks, only to be rebuffed by the California Democrat. Pelosi, holding firm, reiterated that she isn't open to the idea at this time. Multiple sources in the room told Politico that she said, quote, I don't want to see him impeached. I want to see him in prison. Pelosi said she wants Trump defeated at the ballot box in 2020 and then prosecuted in 2021. The speaker emphasized publicly yesterday that Trump's impeachment by the House wouldn't actually remove him from office because the Senate wouldn't act. Trump, of course, denies that he's committed any crimes. Number two, Trump commemorated the 75th anniversary this morning of the fabled D-Day invasion by recounting the story of an epic battle and the ferocious eternal struggle between good and evil, his words. Trump joined French President Emmanuel Macron and other leaders that came together to defeat Nazi Germany. The thinning ranks of veterans of the June 6th, 1944 D-Day invasion were there at the cemetery where nearly 10,000 American war dead are buried. Before Trump spoke, Macron delivered a message that mixed praise for America's veterans with a full-throated embrace of the kind of multilateralism that Trump rails against as he pursues his so-called America First agenda. At one point, Macron addressed Trump directly and appeared to make a riff on the president's Make America Great Again campaign slogan. Trump sat with his arms crossed, opening his mouth to yawn as Macron spoke. He praised global institutions and multilateral cooperation. Trump did not do so in his remarks. Number three, as Western allies gather in France, the authoritarian leader of China met with the authoritarian leader of Russia for their own separate meeting in Eastern Europe. Russian President Vladimir Putin welcomed Chinese President Xi Jinping to Moscow for the start of a three-day visit to Russia. An event on Wednesday marked the 70 years of diplomatic relations between Moscow and Beijing, and both sides claim their relationship has never been better. Xi literally, and this is translated, but the words that he used, he said Putin is his bosom buddy. Meanwhile, CNN reports that the U.S. government has obtained credible intelligence that Saudi Arabia, ostensibly an American ally, has significantly escalated its ballistic missile program with the help of the Chinese communists. The Trump administration did not initially disclose its knowledge of this classified development to key members of Congress, infuriating Democrats on the intelligence committees who discovered it outside of regular U.S. government channels and believe it was deliberately left out of a series of briefings where they say it should have been presented. The missile advancement could mark another step in potential Saudi efforts to one day deliver a nuclear warhead were it able to develop one. The kingdom's crown prince, 
Mohammed bin Salman, has made clear that should Iran obtain a nuclear weapon, Saudi would work to do the same. That would lead to an arms race in the region because, of course, Israel and others would follow. The Saudis are barred from purchasing ballistic missiles from the U.S. under a 1987 non-proliferation pact that China never joined. Meanwhile, the Trump administration continues to send more lethal weapons to MBS, even as he's dealing with China. MBS has never been held accountable for the brutal killing of Washington Post contributing columnist Jamal Khashoggi, despite vocal and bipartisan objections on Capitol Hill. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, June 6th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.